This week we know that we celebrate Thanksgiving, and what a better way to express our gratitude to God uh, than to remember what He has done for us in the cross event in the life of Jesus Christ. And that's what we do as we celebrate the Lord's Supper, is that we remember what God has done for us, and we do so with a spirit of gratitude. In fact, psychologists tell us uh, that the most sin- that sincere gratitude is the healthiest of all uh, human emotions, and that gratitude produces more positive emotional energy than any other attitude in life. Now, we are a blessed people, abundantly blessed, and we should constantly be a thankful people. We should be thankful to God for all of these blessings, and we need to express that gratitude. The psalmist says in Psalm 100, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Then the psalmist wrote in Psalm 116 and said, How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows uh, to the Lord in the presence of all His people. So as we share in the Lord's Supper today, and we're remembering with gratitude the cross event, the cross of Jesus Christ. And we remember His sacrificial death so that He died so that we might experience the forgiveness of sins and finding that a wonderful relationship with God. And that's what the cross reminds us of. It's the symbol of our faith. But I think you would understand that that in our culture today, more and more, the cross of Christ is being pushed to the side. And we're being asked more and more not to display it as a cross and a symbol of God and of His love for us. In fact, uh, recently in Pennsylvania, a teacher's aide was suspended from her job in Pennsylvania school district for wearing a necklace with a small one-inch cross. They asked her either not to wear it or to hide it under her blouse. And she said, you know, that's just not anything I could do. She said, I feel like I would be denying Christ. And she made this wonderful analogy. She said, it was like asking me to take off my wedding ring. She said, my wedding ring says that I'm a wife and that we're devoted and we're committed to each other. And that's what my cross says to me. It says, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ and I love my Lord and Savior and it's just who I am. So Brenda decided, what would she do in the midst of this challenge? Would she risk losing her job, or would she defend her faith? She said she thought about it, she prayed about it, she cried over it, and in the end she decided not to compromise her faith. She said in her heart she felt like God was simply saying to her, do not deny me, do not deny me. So she wore her cross, and she was suspended for a year. Her case is still being pending in a courtroom to hear what the outcome might be. But for 43-year-old Brenda Nichol in Pennsylvania, the cross is greatly important to her. And it should be for all of us. It's the symbol of our Christian faith. And it's the central message of our Christian faith. And we certainly need to remember that. That's what Jesus calls us to do in our Scripture for today. As we look at Matthew's Gospel, the 26th chapter, as, as he records how Jesus instituted this Lord's Supper with His disciples on the night in which He would be betrayed and then arrested, and then He would give His life up on the cross for us. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to His disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is My body. Then He took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. 
This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Here as we gather at the table, we see the symbols of thanksgiving for us today. It's a simple act of sharing in bread and cup. But as we partake of communion, we do several things that are greatly significant to our faith. First of all, we publicly identify our faith in Jesus Christ. And secondly, we publicly identify our love for Jesus Christ. And thirdly, we publicly state that we want to be closer to Christ and to live more according to His life. In fact, the Apostle Paul would write in 1 Corinthians 10, and he would say these words, Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? You see, that's what we do as we celebrate the Lord's Supper. We express our gratitude for the selfless display of the sacrificial love of Jesus Christ. As we read in our scripture just a moment ago, on the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, he broke it, he blessed it, and he passed it to his disciples. And in essence, he was saying to them, this is to represent what I'm doing for you. It's my broken body on the cross. When you eat this, do it as a reminder. Do it to remember me and what I've done for you. What did Jesus do when he died for us? There are three things I think that we always need to remember. First of all, he saved us from the penalty of sin. That everything that we had ever done wrong, every sinful act in our life, every sinful act that separated us from God and would bring about spiritual and physical death, all of that was paid for when Jesus Christ died on the cross. And he did so so that we could be forgiven of our sins and be released from the penalty of sin. The second thing Jesus did when he died for us is that he saves us from the power of sin. Without Christ, sin has a terrible grip on our life. But Jesus Christ saves us from that power of sin, and he gives us a new power in our life. The power of God within our life that allows us to experience the changes that we really want to see in our life. It's a reminder to us, and really proof and evidence of the fact that God through Jesus Christ and the abiding Holy Spirit really can bring about new things in our life, and we really can be a new person created in the image of Jesus Christ. And the third thing we always need to remember is that eventually Jesus saves us from the presence of sin. Of course, we're talking about heaven, and where there will be no sin, no sorrow, no suffering, no pain, no grief. And what wonderful good news that is from, for us, that one day we'll have no more temptations. One day we'll live in a world where there'll be no more sin, and no more suffering as a result of that sin, no more sorrow as a result of that sin. But we will live where God has prepared for us to live for eternity. And all of that is because of the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ and the fact that He offered up His life and gave His body for us. And the Apostle Paul says in Romans 5, 6, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. And the Scripture, as we read a moment ago, says that Jesus also took a cup that night. 
And in essence, he said to his disciples and to us today, This is a cup representing the blood I will shed for you. And when you drink this, you'll do it as a reminder that I spilled my blood for you. I gave it for you. This is how much I love you. So do this to remember me. You see, because of Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross, we should never be the same people as we were before we experienced his love and forgiveness and mercy. We're different people. We're forgiven people. We all have that as a sense of gratitude. So when we take communion, we remember what Jesus Christ paid for in our place. And then there's a second thing that uh, we need to call to mind as we come to the table today. And that is that Jesus Christ through his death paid for three things in your life. And I want you to thank him for each of those today. First of all, he paid for your forgiveness. That's what the, the Lord's Supper reminds us of. That's why we do this. When Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me, we're constantly to be reminded of the fact that he paid for our forgiveness through his body sacrificed on the cross and through his blood that was shed. And that's the only way we find forgiveness. And so I want to challenge you today in these moments. Think about the thing in your life, the act of sin in your life that has caused you the most shame. The thing that you wish the most had never happened in your life. The thing that you regret the deepest for your transaction against God. And now I want you to thank God that because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, that sin has been paid for and it's been forgiven through the blood of Jesus. It's been wiped out just as if it had never happened, just as if you had never done it. So thank God today for His gracious forgiveness. Secondly, Jesus Christ paid for your freedom. Before you came to know Christ, you were, you were held in the bondage of sin, and you were a slave to that sin. But Jesus Christ came, and He paid for your freedom. He paid to set you free. And because of that, it brings about the wonderful changes in our life that only Christ can bring. The forgiveness of sins, but also the freedom from sin. Thank Him today for the freedom from sin and the changes that He has brought in your life. And then thirdly, we need to remember that Jesus Christ has paid for your future. You see, because of His sacrifice and your belief in that, you have a future secured in heaven, eternity with God. And that wonderful, beautiful place that Paul says really even is beyond description, for he says, the eye has not seen nor the ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the wonderful things that God has prepared for those who love Him. So I would challenge you today to, to thank Him for the future that awaits you, that future in heaven, where one day we will all be gathered together as the believers of Jesus Christ from every tribe and every tongue and every nation and from every generation. And we will be gathered together to sit down at the table and to share in the fellowship of that meal as Jesus Christ has promised us. 
And it's all because through the blood of Christ, and as we accept that and believe in that, that we've been reconciled to God and we are at peace with God. In fact, in Romans 5, 9 through 11, the Apostle Paul would say, Since we have now been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through His life? And not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. How important is reconciliation? Well, the Apostle Paul relates it to the act on the cross, and, and he uses it three times in two verses to remind us of our reconciliation with God. Not that God has been reconciled to us, but that we have been reconciled to God. That God has taken the initiative to bridge that gap that sin had created between us and God. And to bring about the peace, and to bring about a secure relationship that's new and fresh with Him. And it's only through the blood of Jesus Christ. We need to remember that today. And we need to be grateful for that. And we need to express our gratitude to God. You see, it's the seriousness of our sin that's made known to us on the cross. And the payment for our sin is death. That's how serious sin is. But at the same time, the cross of Jesus Christ shows us God's great love. Jesus died for our sins. He died to reconcile us to God. And we experience forgiveness, freedom, and a future in the kingdom of God. Today, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, and you know that you are reconciled to God, then this is your time to express gratitude to God as Jesus has commanded us to do in celebrating with the, the bread that represents the body of Christ and the cup that represents the blood of Christ. And do so with a heart filled with gratitude.